Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show and our first Saturday edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. Again, um, I'm back in school mode. Uh, we actually have our first day of school this Wednesday, so it's just been kind of preparing class, my classroom and everything um, this week. But uh, from here, um, at least through December, we will have uh, Saturday editions of The Chris Carpenter Show Unless otherwise noted, um, there are going to be a couple Saturdays probably uh, here in the fall where uh, I may not broadcast till that Sunday, but I, I'll, I'll give you a heads up when that's taking place. So we got some things to cover. We're going to talk a little bit more about conference realignment. That's uh, continuing to be a story. A little bit on tech football. I'm not going to give you my official predictions about tech football till about a week before the season starts. Uh, look at a little bit at the Olympics, talk a little bit lower decks because it is premiering this Thursday. And then I've got two movie reviews uh, to talk about, and then we'll finish up with some wrestling talk, specifically AEW and WWE. So let's get to it. Um, let's start with conference realignment. There really hasn't been any additional news on the tech front. Um, the Probably the biggest story this week, um, and it's and it's rumor right now, but um, it does look like Kansas is going to go to the Big Ten. Um, that could be announced. I don't know. Maybe this week we'll see. Um, and so what what that points to is, I think the Big Twelve is going to dissolve at some point. It's at this point, it's all about does the Pac twelve. Are they willing to expand? Here's the problem that the Pac-12 has, because um, I know that there are apparently there are some universities that don't want to expand. Specifically, they don't want to bring in schools like Tech and Oklahoma State that are a little bit more conservative and stuff. Um, if the Pac-12 doesn't expand, they will lose members. Uh, you know, Oregon and USC. I think they will leave. They will go to the Big Ten, or they could potentially go to the SEC. And so, you know, it's the Pac-12, and this has been talked about in other radio state uh, shows um, last couple of weeks, is the Pac-12 is essentially what the Big 12 was five years ago. Um, you know, the Big 12 had, had an uh, opportunity to expand five years ago. And they did not take it. Now, I will say this about the the names being talked about five years ago. It was it was kind of the same teams I talked about earlier. I don't think they would have moved the needle. But in hindsight, what the Big 12 should have done is they should have reached out to the Arizona schools. They should have reached out to possibly Colorado. And even, I mean, BYU would have been an attractive option and go in that direction. But hindsight, 2020. You know, they didn't do that. Um, not sure why Bob Bowlesby is still the commissioner. Um, you know, um, if we're if we're keeping the Big 12 together, we need to find a new commissioner. But uh, so we'll see what happens. I, I still think that, you know, the best option for tech is the Pac-12. It's at this point, I think it's just a matter of, does the Pac-12 want to expand? And again, I would say if they don't, bye-bye USC Oregon. They will go seeking other conferences. So um, 
tech's going to lose TV money either way. They're not going to ha- get the you know 30-something million dollars they get right now through the Big 12. Um, you know, uh, here's, here's my thing, and here's what I think is not being talked about enough with TV. If tech goes to the Pac-12, um, you know, I think there are some options to pick up more TV money or more media money. Um, CBS is about to lose the SEC uh, contract to ESPN. And so I think there's a there's a way that you could bring in CBS. You know, CBS is part of the Paramount Plus streaming. In fact, that's what they've been really pushing. I think you could bring in a Paramount Plus deal where – Maybe the Pac-12 gets some games on CBS and possibly Paramount Plus. I don't know. Um, I think the other option is Amazon. You know, Amazon has been very aggressive in pursuing um, deals with the NFL, and I think it's just a matter of when a company like Amazon gets into the college sports game and more and more uh, uh, streaming there. So. I think that's a possibility. I still don't think that's going to make up the entire m- uh, amount of money that uh, they get, that Tech currently gets paid by the Big 12, but it is a better option. So we just kind of are in wait-and-see mode as far as what's going to happen. Um, again, you know, Bob Bowlesby this week met with the Pac-12. Scheduling Alliance does nothing. Now, if you want to merge, that's that's an option as well. But, you know, I think ultimately the future, the best future for tech is to somehow get in to a Pac-12 type uh, of conference, Pac-16, or if we want to do a full merger, you know, maybe a Pac-18. And I'm saying 18 because I think if Kansas is going to the Big Ten, I also think Iowa State goes to the Big Ten. And so you're left with six teams left in the Big 12 at that point. And then, yeah, let's do, you know, pack 18 and kind of go from there who knows but kind of stay tuned we'll see what happens um you know wait and see and hopefully we get some uh, information sooner rather than later um you know i think the second best option is to bring in some of the teams i talked about last week you're you're gonna have a huge financial hit but you know it is what it is, you know. I'm I'm still going to support Tech. I'm still going to watch their games. You know, I'm not going to jump ship and, you know, start wearing burn orange, go to my local Walmart and buy some burn orange. That ain't going to happen. So, but we'll just kind of wait and see what happens. A little bit on Tech football, they just a one one little nugget. Um they had uh Meet Tech Media Day. This last week, I believe it was on Thursday, and really, I mean, not really that much news came out of it. Apparently, supposedly we have an open quarterback competition. No, we really don't. You know, it's I think it's Tyler Shuck's job to lose, and and hopefully it's Tyler Shuck's job to lose because, um, you know, he was very a talented uh, QB coming out of the Oregon, and if he's struggling to win the competition against Henry Columbia, and I'm not taking shots at him either. Um, but I mean, we saw Henry Columbia, he was decent last year, uh, and you got Tyler Chuck coming in from Oregon and if he's struggling to win the competition from him or from a freshman Baron Morton, 
we're we're in deep trouble uh, on the quarterback position. So, and I'm not taking shots of Baron Morton either. I just I think, you know, I would like to see him redshirt this year, and you know, get get a little bit of experience and practice under him, and then you know him him being able to come in later because I do think he's going to be extremely talented. Um, but uh, I'm not concerned about the quarterback position. I think Tyler Shuck is going to be pretty talented guy. I think the biggest issue that I'm concerned about with Tech on offense is their offensive line. Um, the glory days with Leach in the early 2000s, we had really solid offensive line. In fact, many of them ended up going to play on Sundays. You know, we've not had that high quality as a whole unit offensive line in a long time. And that's going to be the key to running Sonny Cumbie's offense is having that high-quality offensive line. So uh, that's what I'm keeping my eye on. I think quarterback will be fine. I think we've got a good stable of running backs. I think we've got some good wide receivers. We've got some tight end. That would be fun to work finally work in a tight end, you know, beyond, you know, the crybaby Adam James. But uh, apparently he was a tight end. I think he was well I won't <laughs> there was a whole other I was gonna say some things but yeah but uh anyway um that's kind of what I'm keeping my eye on like I said I'm I'm not gonna give my predictions as far as how I think tech is going to do uh until probably the week before the Houston game um but I will I'll reiterate and I said this on an earlier podcast I think the Houston game is a must win if you're Matt Wells and you're wanting to keep your job quite frankly because you lose the Houston game you're going to have a hard time finding six wins and I think you've got to get to six wins and a bowl this year to keep your job you win the Houston game that that the path is a lot easier than losing that game so we'll talk a little bit more um, as we get into uh closer to the season but just wanted to mention kind of that thing I don't believe there's a QB competition. I think that a lot of that's coach speak. I think Tyler Shuck is the guy. Um, but the bigger concern that we got to focus in on is our offensive line. Because if we don't have a strong offensive line, we're not going to score touchdowns and the whole thing falls apart. Just a little bit on the Olympics. I'll be honest with you, I've not watched these Olympics a whole lot, and there's a variety of reasons behind that um, but it was really cool uh, the young lady the wrestler that won the gold this week she's actually attended college at Wayland Baptist uh, which is kind of near where I live and so it's kind of fun and she's uh, probably been kind of my favorite moment of this these Olympics just uh, her her story and then just the way that she's uh, expressed how proud she is to represent the United States. It's it's a breath honestly, quite frankly, it's a breath of fresh air in the environment we've been in the last few years to actually have an athlete have pride for our country and not just continually run it down. So just a little bit of talk of lower decks this week. Uh the season premiere, it's gonna be August twelfth, so this Thursday we will get Lower Decks, uh, the first episode of Season 2. And this is going to be our first of, of three Star Trek shows that are going to be on here in 2021. Um, there still has not been an official start date for Prodigy. 
I suspect it will probably premiere a week or maybe a two two weeks after Lower Decks ends its run this season. But um, I'm looking forward to Lower Decks. I've said this several times on my podcast, but if you are a fan of 90s Star Trek, Lower Decks is probably going to be your favorite show of these uh, uh, spade of shows that are coming in um, that, because it, 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 it really is kind of a love letter to those 90s Star Treks. Um, Star Trek shows. So be, it'll be interesting to see um, what's going to happen, but I'm looking forward to Lower Decks premiering this Thursday. If you have Paramount Plus, you'll be able to watch it. If you don't, I'm telling you, Paramount Plus, it's very reasonably priced, um, especially compared to some of the other ones. And you do ha- have a pretty good library of of uh, shows. And if you're a Star Trek fan, I mean, it's the it's the streaming service to have because it has all of the Star Trek shows. The movies are kind of in and out. I don't understand that part of it. And other podcasts that I listen to have been highly critical of that, and I would agree with them. I mean, you know, Paramount, you own the Star Trek movies. All of them should be on your service. You know, this is not like one said I was listening to one podcast said a couple weeks ago, you know, this is not the 1990s and we don't have the Disney vault where we put it back in, you know, that model doesn't work anymore. Disney plus isn't even doing that. So, you know, put all the movies on there, Paramount. So a couple movie reviews that I want to talk about, um, two movies that I've seen recently and uh, both of them I'm going to recommend. The first one is Stillwater and saw that last week starring Matt Damon and I was going into this movie, looking forward to it. It really intrigued me. The trailer intrigued me. I thought it was going to be a great story, and it did not disappoint. Um, it is a great movie. My piece of advice for the Stillwater movie is you need to be paying attention from the beginning because there are going to be some pieces dropped in the beginning part of the movie that are going to matter later on. So, but it's a great movie. It was so, you know, fun to see Oklahoma on uh, the big screen, you know, Oklahoma state got some nice press out of that, which after, you know, everything that they've had, I mean, they're, they're kind of where we're at as as tech because Oklahoma's abandoning them. And so, you know, we, uh, I, I liked the movie, but if you like, you know, if you like mystery type movies, drama movies, I think you'll like Stillwater. And then earlier today, I did go see the new Suicide Squad movie. And, you know, just to back up a little bit, I think five years ago is when the first Suicide Squad came out. And, I did not like it. I was very disappointed in it. I think the number one reason I was disappointed in that Suicide Squad movie is because the trailers and the advertisements heavily advertised, oh, the Joker's going to be in this movie. And, you know, you're going to get to see the Joker a lot of it. And he might, less than probably 15 minutes of the movie, the Joker was in. It was a cameo at best. And so I I'd left disappointed and, you know, Harley Quinn, that was a fun character. You know, Will Smith's character was fun in it, but it was just that part of it left a really bad taste in my mouth. Um, and then the, 
the whole villain thing was, I mean, it was just stupid. I think that was, that was the one where you had the weird witch that was, uh, it was just bizarre. <laughs> so, uh, wasn't a fan of it. This one completely different. Um, you know, James Gunn directs this movie and it felt like a DC version of guardians of the galaxy. You know, you have your Harley, Harley Quinn comes back for this one. She's really the only one, that comes back, and then the Colonel Flag character, he also comes back. Um, but, all, I mean, all of the villains are brand new. You've got John Cena in this movie. He, he play, I mean, his character is quite hilarious and entertaining, um, and he's going to get his own show on HBO Max, uh, which I think will do very well. Um, you've got Idris Elba playing a, a villain. You've got, I mean, this guy doing the polka dot man thing, and it was just funny. But um, if you liked the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you're going to like the Suicide Squad uh, movie. And, and, you know, I've got friends that are not big superhero movie fans. You know, they they blame the MCU for ruining the quality of movies. And I mean, I think in some ways they do have a valid point uh, in other ways. I mean, it's to me a movie if it's entertaining, I'm going to like it. And you know, a lot of your MCU movies are extremely entertaining. They're going to make money. So they're going to keep churning them out. Um, but anyway, you know, I think even for those that are not really big into the superhero movie, MCU universe, uh, DC universe, I think you'll like this. It's like I said, it is a guardians of the galaxy DC version. And, and you could definitely see James Gunn's fingerprints everywhere in the movie it's funny in parts um it's i mean it's bloody it's an, it earned it it's our rating so just understand that um but even the bloodiness i think it's it's more over the top um than anything else but i would recommend that so i would recommend both both of those movies if you're looking for a movie to watch uh in the coming weeks um it's really by the way it's Really great that we're starting to see more new movies coming back to the theaters. Um, you know, there was all sorts of fretting and worrying about, you know, it, is COVID going to cause the death of movie theaters? And, you know, I don't think it will. I mean, I think movie theaters may look a little bit different. Um, but I think I think you still have enough customers and people that prefer that movie theater experience. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to fork over $30 to watch a movie on Disney plus. I have my subscription. I'll watch it on there, but I'm not going to pay an additional $30. And, you know, to me, I, I prefer that movie theater experience. And so it's been, it's been great. The, obviously the last since, you know, really beginning of the summer that we've started to see, uh, these movies coming back into theaters and, you know, hopefully they, they continue that trend on. So, uh, so we're going to wrap up with some wrestling talk. Let's talk a little bit about AEW. Um, looks like again, CM Punk's going to be coming in. Uh, he'll probably be coming in when they do their show in Chicago, which I think is coming up here at the end of August when they have their brand new show coming up on Friday nights. Um, the big thing I want to talk about with AEW is the Jericho-Nick Gage match from last Wednesday because uh, it was controversial to say the least. Um, you know, if you don't, if you're not a wrestling fan, 
Um, you know, if you're just a, even if you're just a WWE fan, you may not know who Nick Gage is. I honestly didn't know who Nick Gage was before I watched the Dark Side of the Ring documentary on him. And if you've not watched any of those Dark Side of the Rings, I would highly recommend them. They're on Vice. Um, they're actually for free on the Vice app. Uh, Vice has its own channel on um, Roku. If you have a Roku, um, you can just add the channel and watch all of the Dark Side of the Rings, um, I think, for free. I mean, I was able to watch them all for free. Um, but those are really good. They've got you know pretty much your most infamous wrestling stories all over um, those Dark Side of the Rings. You, I mean, you had the Owen Hart one. You've had the Chris Benoit story, Brian Pillman. Um, you know, the when WCW went to North Korea, that was a really good one. But anyway, they did a Nick Gage one. And so Nick Gage, he's this quote-unquote, he does deathmatch wrestling, which I'm not a fan of, really. I mean, I never really got into ECW back in you know the 90s when ECW was around. Part of that was we didn't really have access to ECW until they went on TNN. I tried to watch it, and I mean, it's just, like I said, it's it's kind of like, Let's have blood for the sake of having blood. And that's kind of what Nick Gage, the whole deathmatch wrestling is. Um, so I'm not I'm not that big of a fan of it. And anyway, so Nick Gage wrestled Jericho, Chris Jericho, on AEW a couple of weeks ago, and it was in a deathmatch type of match. And it was it was pretty brutal. I mean, we had I mean, obviously you had the blood. You had the light they were beating each other with the light sticks and then you had the spot where you know Nick Gage got the pizza slicer out and let's run it across you know Jericho's head now i will tell you this i was watching it i was watching it with a friend and he was horrified so i get it i not not my cup of, not honestly not my cup of tea either but the controversy arose when they do the pizza slicer spot and then they go to commercial and then they have a commercial for Domino's. And so Domino's not real happy with AEW right now. And, you know, they've been talking that's been talked about quite a bit on a bunch of the wrestling podcasts and, you know, talking about AEW needs to be careful there that they don't develop this reputation because, you know, there's going to be a lot of businesses that don't want to be associated with that type of 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 wrestling you know that you know everybody criticizes the wwe for going pg well part of the reason they are going they went pg is number one they're a publicly traded company i mean i own stock in wwe myself and when you get to that point when you're a publicly traded company it's not just vince mcmahon running the show you know you have shareholders to answer to and they're not going to be really happy when you're doing those sorts of things. And so that's why WWE went PG. AEW, obviously a little bit of a different animal, but they, they need to realize that, you know, they have a really good gig being on TNT and then they're going to be on TBS uh, pretty soon as well. And you don't want to ruin that. And so, I mean, hopefully it was just a one-off wasn't my cup of tea, but it really could have hurt AEW if they're not careful. Now, this Wednesday, this last Wednesday, they had 
uh, Jericho taking on Juventud, and that was fantastic. I mean, it was great to see Juventud. Now he's back. He's wearing the mask again, which was cool. Um, but I always was a big Juventud fan when he was in WCW. Um, he was one of my favorite wrestlers, and he's one of the best best cruiserweights. And so it was cool to see him uh, wrestle. And him and Jericho had had some great matches, you know, back back in the WCW days. So. Uh, anyway, that didn't want to mention a little bit about AEW. You know, as far as WWE, I will do a SummerSlam prediction show. Uh, probably it may be next week. Uh, most likely it will be next week because this it will be SummerSlam is going to be that next Saturday. And the card's shaping up real nice. I think it's going to be a pretty good, pretty good show. Uh, the big news with the WWE this week is uh, the continued... Uh, just a high amount of releases. You know, yesterday uh, they dumped a whole lot of NXT talent, released them, and then you know the bigger, the biggest release uh, came down last week was Bray Wyatt being released, and I've heard all sorts of stories associated with that. Uh, one is was that he, you know, he's wanting to get out of wrestling because of uh, Brody Lee and the, the the tragic death with with him. Um, but also that, you know, maybe the WWE just felt like they've gone as far as they could with Bray Wyatt. We'll just kind of have to wait and see if he pops up in AEW. I think he would be a very valuable asset in AEW. And, um, you know, it just, it, it, it felt like the WWE just didn't know what to do to continue the Bray Wyatt character. You know, when he first burst onto the scene in 2013, interesting character, very different character. Um, you know, I they kind of messed it up, I think, early on with him losing to John Cena. And then, you know, then they had him lose to The Undertaker. And it just it just never felt like uh, he had that he he had that really strong role um, when they brought him back with the Firefly Funhouse. That was that was fun, and then they did the fiend. There was so much potential. Um, I think the number one mistake they made with him was having him lose to Goldberg at, in Saudi Arabia. That really hurt the character. They tried to bring him back with the John Cena match, and John Cena put him over this time. By the way, um, but it, they just never were able to recapture the magic and. Then, you know, the Randy Orton thing. And it was just, you know, I, I just think WWE didn't really know what to do with the character. I think with the character like Bray Wyatt, uh, less is more. Um, you know, they, they could have had him come in and, and, and do some storylines and then disappear for a few months, then come in. I think that probably would have been the best way to do things. But I think, you know, you kind of get to the point where he was oversaturated, um, you know, and it just hurt him, but um, you know, no matter what, I, I do wish him the best. He was, uh, I think, in this modern era of the WWE, he's probably one of the best characters that they've been able to put together. Um, they just never were able to sustain it. Um, I think he'll be very successful if he goes to the A AEW. Um, but you know, I the I think WWE just didn't know what to do with him. Uh, so we'll just kind of be interested to see what happens with him uh, moving forward. 
So that will do it for this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Uh, again, we will be back on next Saturday. I'm not sure what, what time uh, next Saturday, but I I do promise you I will uh, do a show and it will post at some point on Saturday. And we'll kind of go from there. Uh, continue to listen. Tell your friends about it. Um, and again, uh, just hope, hope y'all have a very good week. And for all you, any teachers listening, uh, blessings in, uh, your new school year. We're going to have a great year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the fact that we're, we're starting school with a little less uncertainty, uh, than we did last year. And, you know, I don't want to get into the whole debate about masks and all that, but it's, it's really, feels really good that we're not having to have those conversations this uh, beginning, this school year. And I mean, who knows what'll happen, but um, I'm excited to start a, hopefully a more normal, more normal school year than, than last year. So anyway, have a good week and I will see you next week on the Chris Carpenter show.